0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About Me. I'm your host, Samantha Stokes, and today we are doing something a little bit different. But before I get into that, I have something to share from a reviewer who told us one thing they hate about themselves. This was submitted by Annie Batt, a dear friend to both me and our guest this week. Annie says, one thing I hate about me is that every time I snuggle up in bed or on the couch with a blanket, I have to say... Ooh, I'm so cozy, I'm so cozy, in a hybrid baby demon voice, even when I am completely alone. It is sick, I am diseased. And we're actually very lucky we have a sound clip of Cozy Demon Voice from Annie herself.
1: Ooh, I'm so cozy, I'm so cozy.
0: Annie, thank you so much for sharing one thing you hate about you. If Cozy Demon Voice is a disease, I hope there is no cure. So for today, I wanted to do something a little crazy, a little experimental, really play with the art form of podcasting, take an episode, as you would call it, and turn it on its head. I'm just kidding. We're interviewing me. We're interviewing me. I really wanted to do this early on to give you guys a chance to get to know me a little better and share a little bit more about why I started this podcast. So to help me do this, I brought on a friend of the podcast to interview me. You're gonna love her. This episode is going to be focusing a lot on self-care and anxiety. So if that's something you struggle with, this one goes out to you. She's a friend of the pod, she designed the cover art for us, and she has a beautiful curly head of hair. Please welcome Maddie Herring.
1: Hey! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank Hi.
0: Thank you Maddie. for having me,
1: Sam. It's an honor. Truly just a friend of the pod, not a performer. No uh, no qualifications to do this. I put my bra on one leg at a time, baby, <laughs> just like everybody
0: else. <laughs> I, I'm literally begging you to perform. This right here, this wasn't because
1: I wanted you to interview me. It's my way of tricking you into performing for the people. It's getting me back into the spirit. Well, I owed you one after I, like the literally the one performance I did that was at Good Good Comedy Theater.
0: For the folks at home, it was a sketch where a person is doing a stand-up set. And then the audience starts yelling things at her and uh, kind of stealing the show from
1: her. And then eventually somebody just gets up and shoots her. Yeah. And I had a blood capsule in my mouth and I bit it and it dribbled all down my shirt. And then the big twist at the end was that Sam was my exposure therapy therapist and she had set this all up for me, but I am actually dead. (laughs) R.I.P. So, but I conquered my fear. <laughs> she conquered her fear by becoming dead. And that's what's important. <laughs> All right, Maddie, would you like to introduce our first segment? Oh my God. Yeah. Sam, yes. Uh, give me them reins. Okay. Our first segment is a little thing we like to call Roses and Thorns. The rose is the best or most rewarding thing that happened to you this week, and the thorn is the worst or more challenging thing that happened to you this week. Maddie, would you like to share your rose and thorn first? I'd be delighted to. My rose this week is last night we were playing a little video game called heave ho i've seen you play heave ho it's the one with the arms yeah you're like a little guy you're like a little guy with arms and you got to make a daisy chain with your friends to get to the end the arms are heaving and hoeing we're heaving and hoeing we're huffing and puffing and there's also a version of that game where you're all versus each other and you're all just trying to kill each other the whole time and i'm really good at that version because i like to create chaos um, and I was absolutely <laughs> destroying my my closest friends in that game last night. I am the villain when we play these games and everybody roots against me, but I always win. And it's yeah. really rewarding. Yeah.
0: One thing I hate about Maddie is she's too good at <laughs> video games.
1: I love that about me. <laughs> That's not on my list. <laughs> I do. I love a little game. I love a little game. Really good at Mario Kart. Really good at Heave Ho. I'm not that good at Smash. I can only play Kirby, and I know people think that means that you can't really play.
0: I like when Kirby, like, swallows the other
1: players and then becomes them. Yeah, it's so cute. And he has, like, like, Link's little hat on. So adorable. Yeah, I wish I could have a pet Kirby. I like to suck people in and then just walk off the edge and kill us both. (laughs) Yeah. yeah underrated technique yeah (laughs) especially they have like one life left and I have two lives left I'm like I can I can afford it (laughs) and then I'll move on to my thorn which is I got my fourth laser hair removal treatment this week and it's a honey it's a it's a Brazilian (laughs) I'll tell you that much oh my god scary. It's only going to get more intense and more painful. It was like totally fine the first few times and then this time I had to ask for the stress balls that they <laughs> offer in the beginning and I'm always like, "I don't need those." And then this time I was like, "I just really need those stress balls if we're going to continue here." My my P star 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 <laughs> cannot handle this. <laughs> um but those are my roses and thorns for the week. Sam, what's your rose and thorn for the week, buddy? Uh for my rose
0: So a thing about me is that I take voice lessons. I started taking voice lessons in like October. So I I started doing it and I was like, I I really don't know how this is going to go. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't like not being immediately good at things.
1: Okay, relatable.
0: (laughs) But it's been really good to like practice not being good at something. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been having a hard like past few weeks of lessons because I was like, I feel like I'm not progressing as fast as I want to. Yeah. And then I had an amazing voice lesson. I was like,
1: yeah, I need to keep doing this.
0: Oh, I've had a lot of like emotional
1: moments at voice lessons. Singing is deeply emotional. Like I like singing makes me cry. Like my own singing makes me cry if the lyrics are sad enough. It is very emotional.
0: Yeah, like the technical side of it is extremely mental and the creative side of it is extremely emotional. Mm -hmm. And, and the song that I'm doing is from a musical and it's about like this girl who's in a a toxic relationship with a clown. uh <laughs> huh. Are you doing it the musical? Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> it the musical. The song is called "We All Float Here."
1: <laughs>
0: um, Georgie,
1: Georgie. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So she's scared that she doesn't have like the follow through. She's scared that she's not capable of changing enough to be able to leave, mm-hmm. which is something that me and my guest last week, Owen Harrelson, talked about the idea of like, can I change or am I going to be like this forever? So it was yeah one of those things where it like really just knifed me in the heart. And I said, oh,
1: I'm crying. <laughs> oh, uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here I go
1: <laughs> But it was really nice It was great So That's really nice We love to have a good voice lesson Yeah, baby There's nothing more cathartic than just getting a good sing out
0: And then for my thorn I think that I need to quit caffeine Which is not something oh, that Sam. I Oh, Sam Oh, God Maddie, I know Okay, here's a story <laughs> for the listeners uh, I was hanging out with Maddie and some folks on Sunday night and we got banh mi and we got like bubble teas, and I <laughs>
1: asked for a Vietnamese iced coffee. You're gonna be up all night, Sam.
0: And that's the thing. I'm always like, I don't know. I don't really think that caffeine affects me. I don't think I'm actually going to have that much trouble sleeping. I think it'll be fine. But then, ever since I said caffeine doesn't affect me, every single day that I've had coffee, I feel like I'm like the
1: most anxious that I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to – do you need coffee? I guess I – do you need coffee? Do you enjoy coffee? Because I'm very against the idea of completely cutting things out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And hi- historically, I am not a cut things out girly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a maximalist when it comes to the things that I enjoy. I'm a maximalist when it comes to life's pleasures. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a coffee or some type of caffeine every day. Mm-hmm. I do feel somewhat like I need it to just – wake up get those eyes wide open but then like the other part of it is like I love just like a big iced coffee with like the cream and sugar and the little flavors like there's nothing I love more than just like hitting the Starbucks or Dunkin and being like
1: give me the caramel swirl Sam I'll be devastated if you have to cut out Dunkin like personally to me that will be devastating (laughs) okay Sam Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say it's time for the big freaking question, baby. Oh, my God. All right. I know this is going to be hard because you're a perfect girl and there's nothing wrong with you. And, you know, more people should be saying that. So thank you. What is one thing, if you can even fucking think of one, that you don't like about yourself?
0: One thing I don't like about me is that I have a really hard time taking care of myself. Okay. And I feel like... I know you get hurt. I know you oh get hurt God. a lot. Does that go into that at all? Yeah, I, I talked about this on uh, another podcast, Flop Soup, mm-hmm. where I am just constantly falling, yeah. falling down the stairs, falling in the shower. And then like last week, I was with our friend Jackie. I tripped over. <laughs> um, She was leaving to go like down to the subway and I was leaving to cross Broad Street, which is a huge street in Philly. I tripped over the legs of this like metal sign. So Jackie, while she's like going down the stairs to the subway, all she hears is whoa! <laughs>
1: Like somebody slipping on a banana feel, like a
0: skateboarder, like, whoa! And then she comes running back up the subway and she was like, Sam, I heard that crashing. And then I just saw you. I just saw like your legs and your feet flat on the ground.
1: I wish so bad that she had taken a picture of her view from the steps that would have just been your feet. And legs laying motionless on the ground because as the story's been told, you did lay there for a couple of seconds to just take in what had happened. Okay, yeah. So falling wasn't
0: what I had in mind, but let's 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 okay. put that as number two. It's what it brought up for let's, me. Let's put yes, that as number yes. two. One thing I hate about me okay. is that I am constantly falling down You're and hurting
1: constantly myself. Constantly falling down and hurting yourself. <laughs> I have it written down.
0: But so. Where I was going with this initially was um, I have a hard time just like taking care of like really basic needs, like getting enough sleep, making sure that I'm eating enough food, things like taking a shower and brushing Mm. your teeth and like making sure that you do that, like not just doing it, but like doing it on time. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend recently and I was like, do you ever go a few too many days without washing your hair? And she was like, well, I wash my hair pretty often, so... No.
1: No, that's not relatable to me. Yeah, I'm actually totally fine with that. No, thanks. Don't bring that here. <laughs> you know, um, the, the hair thing also is a little bit unrelatable to me personally because with curly hair, you're not supposed to wash it very often, especially if it's dyed a color, like a, like a red like I have. But I... Uh, as a person with bangs, I feel you. Because it's the second my hair starts getting a little bit too dirty, my bangs just hang like loose in front of my eyes and they're just too long and they look gross. And I just wish it was okay to have straight bangs with curly hair.
0: Maddie, after this, I need you to Photoshop a picture <laughs> of you with straight bangs. I'll
1: just do it. <laughs> I'll just straighten them and I'll send you a picture. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Okay, even better. Thank you. But yeah, the little things like brushing your teeth and stuff is – hard to navigate, especially as a caffeine drinker, I'll say. Because brushing your teeth wears down your enamel or it makes it weaker temporarily. And then if you drink coffee too soon afterward, not only does it taste bad, but it's way worse for your teeth. But it's also the same vice versa where if you brush your teeth too soon after coffee, you're essentially scraping off your enamel.
0: Maddie, I think that you're hitting on a universal truth about life, which Mm. is that Mm. everything needs to be like timed perfectly. Yes. Yes. You have to time your brushing your teeth right. You have to time your shower right so that your hair can dry in
1: time. Yeah. And
0: that's what is so hard for me, like figuring out the timing and also just like having enough energy to be able to do these things. Yes. I try to think about the idea of like, parenting myself like being my own parent and being like Sam it's time to do this it's time to do this did your parents ever ask you like did you brush your teeth and then they'd go like check to see if the
1: toothbrush was wet sam yeah yeah <laughs> i i um i was a particularly rebellious child and teenager yes. and i gave my parents a lot of <laughs> fucking strife for no goddamn reason and i look back on it now i have a i have formally apologized to them about how horrible i was i would just lie like i would just lie all the time for no reason, like just to feel alive, maybe. I would tell them I brushed my teeth and they would check it and it would be bone fucking dry. (laughs) My mom put salt on my toothpaste, or sorry, put salt on my toothbrush to test if I had brushed my teeth. That's next level. Because I had learned to just start wetting the toothbrush and putting it back. So she put salt on my toothbrush and then was like, hey, did you brush your teeth this morning? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, no, you fucking didn't. But yeah, I I like hearing about your rebellious phase because part of me
0: is like maybe that's where I went wrong. I didn't have a rebellious phase. You let yourself be guided. I let myself be guided and then I became a grown-up and was like, I don't think I'm doing this right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing as like having a boss that micromanages you. Yeah, so I, I've i been trying to think about it as like being my own parent. It kind yeah. of goes in hand in hand with what I talked about on our last episode, which is the baby trick. When you're being mean to yourself, ask, would you say this to a baby? (laughs) And this is is the other half of the baby trick, which is like you need to treat yourself like a little baby and make sure that you are taking care of yourself in the way that you would take care of a little baby. But the thing about this is this has only made me become more confident that I can never be a parent. Oh, Sam. Because I'm so bad at this. Like, my mom, she, like, is constantly begging me to stop being single. Yeah. Constantly. She tells (laughs) me all the time that she wants to be a grandma. That's a a fair bit of pressure. (laughs) It's a fair bit of pressure. It's very cool. And my whole thing is, like, (laughs) I can barely handle taking care of a needy cat. Yeah. I can't handle taking care of myself. I absolutely cannot and should not be taking care of a child. (laughs) Well, I mean, was being a parent something you ever wanted? A long time ago, before I knew myself and knew the world. Is that a depressing answer? <laughs> yes it is, Sam, change it. <laughs> I I've I've been trying in the past like year or so, really when I started living alone. Yeah. And when I started being like, "Oh, I need to really get on top of my shit. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that my therapist and I have talked about a lot is the idea of like removing barriers. If I have a hard time like getting in the shower at night or brushing my teeth, why is that? Mm -hmm. And if it's like, oh, I'm too tired, then I need to remove a barrier by taking it earlier. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, 10 or 11 when I say I'm ready to go to bed now. Yeah. If I feel like I have a hard time like making sure that I'm eating enough, Mm -hmm. I really don't like doing dishes. Yeah. And I don't like taking time to prepare food. Like it's just I, – I used to enjoy cooking, but right now in my life, it's just not what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So like to get around that, I've had to do a lot of like protein bars, protein shakes, and then a lot of like Trader Joe's frozen meals. Trader yeah. Joe's has been saving
1: my life over the past several months. If you Are you a kind of person that gets tired of eating the same thing every day? Yes.
0: Yeah, people tell me all the time like, Sam, have you tried meal prepping? And I'll be like, I will make that meal – The next day, I will not want to eat it. Yeah. Even with like – sometimes with cooking, I will finish making it and I'll be like, I don't want this. Like that's how (laughs) bad it is. It's
1: like I spent too much time on this already. It's boring in my mind. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was
0: treating yourself to nice things Mm. that will make you want to do the things you need to do. Yes. I recently had like a couple of months in a row where I was really not doing any skincare. Oh, yeah. Like not washing my face, not doing any like sunscreen in the morning, mm-hmm. leaving my makeup on, which I know is really bad. Oh, that's a big one. I'd be too tired to take my makeup off. God, the influencers would be furious with you, Sam. I hope they don't hear this. I know. And it's just, it's just my eye makeup, so not like foundation or anything. Okay. The eye makeup doesn't make you break out. That's not so bad. But it's still not good. It's not good for your eyelashes. Your eyelashes could fall the heck out. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did to get around that is I decided to treat myself to a lot of nice skincare i got some nice uh sunscreen and a nice toner and cleansing oil and i feel a lot better i got myself an eye cream for the first time in a long time oh that's beautiful i'm feeling really good i've never owned an eye cream i thought that eye cream was bullshit because that's what everybody says they're like oh it's just a moisturizer just use moisturizer you don't need an eye cream but
1: yeah i just use moisturizer on my eyes but i tell you it's working I'll also say about like living alone and having a hard time managing yourself. Mm -hmm. That seems super fucking hard. Like I have always lived with people and I'm just now considering moving out on my own for the first time. And it sounds really fucking hard. Like my roommates cook almost exclusively. I'm more of the daddy of the household where like I fix everything that's broken. If the light bulb goes out, it is my job to change that. I clean the backyard. Like there are so many things that I do here that don't involve that. My cues are coming from Jackie and Annie when they – those are my roommates. When they take a shower, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should take a shower today. And they go in the kitchen to, like, make themselves lunch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is lunchtime. I should eat. And that's something that I'm worried about for myself too, living alone. So when you figure it out, you let me know because I'm going to need some tips. (laughs) Yeah.
0: People ask me sometimes, like, hey, Sam, um, can we talk about, like, living by yourself? Like, is it scary? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, emotionally – it's scary, yeah. In terms of like physical safety and security, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> You're a little lady out there. I'm a little lady. I've done a lot of work on it, and I'm past it, and I feel really good now in my space. Good.
1: And now you have something new to be worried about, which is falling down your stairs, which you've done.
0: Yeah, falling down my stairs, and then also <laughs> um, choking. Oh God! I was, I was recently, <laughs> I was recently eating a burrito bowl, and I choked on a piece of chicken.
1: Oh Sam, I didn't know I about was able this. To, like,
0: get it out pretty fast. And the piece of chicken positively soared across the room. When oh my it came god. Out. It had velocity. <laughs> oh, <Sam. laughs>
1: oh my God. That's so scary. I like I picture if I were to ever choke while I'm by myself, I have like picked out the chair I'm gonna use. That's amazing. To go under my ribs and like hunk and like hunk no. myself over it to get it out.
0: No, you know what? That's my advice for anybody who wants to live alone. Come up with a game plan if you're choking.
1: That's something that my parents did, actually prepare me for. They they prepare me for a lot of stuff. I have great parents. But like having a fire plan, we always had like a formal fire plan in my house. We had like if we ever went to like Disney or whatever, like they we had a formal plan for what we would do if we got lost. We had a code word for if I was kidnapped and it was fly. (laughs) I was like, how am I supposed to work that into conversation? And she was like, if they're telling you to call me and tell me that you're okay and you're with your friends or whatever, um, maybe like I'll ask you about your day or you can pretend that I asked you about your day and you can say, oh yeah, my day was good, but there was a fly in the classroom that was really bothering me. And I was always so prepared for that. (laughs) And I was like, God, I can't wait for the day where I get kidnapped and I get to use the secret code word from my mom. I love that you
0: had a kidnapping plan because I also had a kidnapping plan but my kidnapping plan was like if your hands are tied up you have to chew through the duct tape (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one who has had to uh, has had to build an arsenal of survival skills over the years yeah
1: (laughs) All right, so Sam it is now time for our next segment let's unpack that let's unpack that (laughs) Sam I have a series of questions for you. You can give me short little answers, and if I want you to expand on it, I'll say, let's unpack that, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. That sounds great. Thank you. God, good. Okay, awesome. Um, Sam, my first question for you is, what is your hometown, and what's one thing you don't like about it? My hometown is Farmington,
0: New Hampshire, and I don't like that it is a tiny, tiny sad town.
1: Uh I want to say, let's unpack that. What makes it a? <laughs> I, I get tiny feels self-explanatory, but what makes it sad? What's a sad? What's a sad town to you?
0: It's it's seven thousand people total, mm. um, and it's the kind of place where it's like there's one school, everybody knows each other, everybody goes to the same college. I made a really big deal about not going to my state university mm-hmm. because I said it would be like high school two point oh. Yeah and i and i really didn't want that <laughs> hello and and it's the kind of place where like um people who have known each other since they're 5 years old get married and they stay i used to be like that's never going to be me and yeah. it's never going to be me but i also am like now that i've grown up a little bit i'm like that's actually not so bad <laughs> i understand the appeal and a lot of them are really happy and have like yeah really nice families and everything. And even though I knew for like a long time that that wasn't going to be what
1: I wanted. Yeah. I get it. I get why it is so nice to just have so many questions answered so soon in your life and be like, I'm good actually. I don't need to explore. Yeah. And that's that's what makes me sad. Mm -hmm. Not being like,
0: oh, it's so sad that this is what these people want. That's not what I mean. But just the idea that this is the one path that you take. Like, yeah, my mom for a really long time would be like, Sam, when are you going to move back home? And I would be like, what do you mean move back home? Yeah. <laughs> One time she said to me, what does Boston have that Farmington, New Hampshire doesn't have? And I was being really mean. And I said, are you kidding? <laughs> oh, your
1: poor mom. Poor Sophia. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, mom. Oh, mom. We can't apologize to our moms enough. Uh, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us. Some of us. <laughs> Um, all right, Sam, I think I'm satisfied with that answer. Thank you for expanding. Thank you. So what's one word that describes what you were like in college? I have been thinking about this for a long time since this
0: is like a question that I ask people and my word, unfortunately, is quirky. Mm, real Zoe <laughs> Deschanel type, huh? exactly people would tell me all the time
1: you remind me of Jess from New Girl and I would be like huh I don't know why (laughs) while adjusting my lensless glasses I don't know why you would say that to me and then you trip on something in like a cute way I did a lot of like dresses with tights and loafers and cardigans oh god that's so cute though very indie girl like a blue polka dot dress with like a yellow cardigan so many freaking polka dots (laughs) (laughs) okay so quirky quirky girl all right Next, if there was a zombie apocalypse, what would be your fatal flaw? So practically, I
0: think that my problems would be I have a cat. He weighs 18 pounds. That's a lot to carry around.
1: Here's the thing. Every time you said a figure in this podcast when you were like, there's 7,000 people in that town because I'm not good with numbers or geography or anything like that. I'm like, that sounds like a shit ton of people. But then you're saying it's like one school's worth. And I'm like, OK, maybe it's not. And now you're saying your cat is 18 pounds. And I'm like... <laughs> that sounds okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, Maddie. I'll give it some context. Yeah, please help me out. So
0: like for for my hometown, my graduating class was like 90 people. And I was number three in my class. Let me just say that. Nerd. Nerd alert. No, I'm sorry. It's
1: cute. (laughs) I take it back. It's so cute. You're so smart. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we had the valedictorian, the salutatorian, and then me, the thirdatorian.
1: Thirdatorian. The
0: samatorian. The bronzatorian. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Happy to help. And then for the cat thing, um, I would
1: say most cats, I would estimate they weigh between eight pounds to 12 pounds. That's not 18 pounds, as I'm understanding it. Correct. Do I Am I getting that right? Okay. Okay, cool. So he's a bit heavier than he is medically supposed to be, or is he just like a different kind of breed of cat that's like, whatever? He both. He's
0: gigantic. Cool. Yeah. So, um... But my fatal flaw, like personality-wise, mm-hmm. I think would be um, I'm bad at making choices. I get really anxious when I have to make choices. If I'm faced with choices, yeah. I
1: will make a panic. I'll make a panic. I will make a panic at anything.
0: I will make myself a little panic. Uh-oh. There have just been so many you know, times in my life where I'm faced with two choices and pressured into making one. And I just go with the one that goes against all of my instincts and I'm like I don't even know why that just came out of my
1: mouth yeah I do want to say if there's a zombie apocalypse my fatal flaw I have asthma oh no you do (laughs) in a zombie apocalypse scenario you're gonna need to run you're gonna need to book it babe I'm gonna huff and puff and I'm I have like I have inhalers stashed in every place in the house where I also have pepper spray stashed I have pepper spray and inhalers (laughs) in my bedside table I have them in my purse I have them in the junk drawer like they're everywhere
0: but like, how many can I grab on my way? Are you ever afraid that you're going to grab your pepper spray when you mean to grab your inhaler? Now I'm worried about it.
1: <laughs> you know, my inhalers just just to just to calm just to calm you. Uh, my inhalers are blue, and my pepper sprays are pink <laughs> because in- inhalers are boys and pepper sprays are girls. Yeah, breathing is for boys and protection is for girls. <laughs> yeah, that
0: checks out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a binary system and it's reductive, but it sure helps. Um, okay, so you're a very you're a very lucky girl. Would you say that that's your weirdest hidden talent, or do you have a different one? <laughs> my weirdest hidden talent is I'm very good at Sudoku. Sam, I am I am a gape. I am my mouth is. I, I love Sudoku. <laughs>
0: I didn't know this about you. Girl, let's get together sometime and let's print out Sudoku sheets. God, let's doke it out and let's <laughs> and let's see who can finish them fastest because that's God, this is what my real hidden talent is. I am a high school Sudoku
1: champion. That is incredible. Was there a competition or you're just giving yourself a title? Because either way, I'm in. there was a competition. Oh the reason that I won is because I was the only person that knew how to do Sudoku. <laughs> Okay so you had a slight you had a slight advantage. I was a little bit nervous when you wanted to do it with me and you're the champion but I feel like maybe maybe at this point we're on level playing fields, I don't know. I haven't played sudoku in a
0: long time but I I started playing it when I was in like 7th grade. I think my dad bought me like a book of Sudoku puzzles that is, like, you know those those books that are, like, at the cash register oh, and they're yeah. made from, like, the brownish-grayish-thin paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are specifically to keep your kids busy, I feel like, unless they're, yes. like, maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he
0: got me one of those and it was, like, an inch and a half thick, and I would bring it to school and oh. do the Sudoku puzzles when a lesson was like boring. Oh. <laughs> or when I had like free time, which was like a lot because I was a little perfectionist child yeah. and just
1: constantly speeding through all of my work. Sam, that's gorgeous. Um, that is so beautiful. You. I was if I was boarding class, I would fall the fuck asleep. I was such a bad student. I was so mean. And like my teachers would like like reprimand me and I would fucking talk back to them. I was such a little dick. <laughs> oh girl. <laughs> it would have been a lot nicer for me to sit there doing Sudoku and minding my own goddamn thing. <laughs> um I was a pretty
0: for the most part well behaved student. It was all that I knew. Being a good yeah. student was all that I knew. It was the only form of validation that I knew how to get. Yeah.
1: Sam, my next question is what is the last thing you spiraled
0: over? My Saturn return started earlier this week.
1: And that means you get your period. Yes. Immediately. Yeah. Yes, I got it.
0: Um, I don't know how well I'll be able to sum this up, but it's basically like it starts around your late 20s and ends in your early 30s. And Uh-oh. it's just a time of just a lot of change. And moving from childhood into adulthood, I'm using air quotes because like it's not really childhood, even yeah. though I do still feel like a child. One thing I hate about me is that I always feel like I am a child and not an adult. <laughs> you're on the right podcast for saying stuff like that. <laughs> um, really, it's really it's just because I'm short. One thing I hate about me is that I'm short. <laughs> no!
1: Uh, no! Uh, really? I love that you're yeah.
0: short. <laughs> Thank you. It is really hard for – it makes it really hard for me to feel safe. And it also makes me feel like I'm not an adult that can be taken seriously. If you call me an adult, if you call me a woman, I'll be like, "Mm, yeah, okay, that's a stretch. (laughs) It's like, do I look like a woman to you? I feel like I'm just a
1: girl. I'm just a little lady. You know, Sam, as a giant who's five (laughs) seven and a half, which is famously as tall as you can be, I also feel like a little baby. I don't think I'm ever going to feel like an adult. And I think it also has something to do with the fact that I'm like the youngest sibling and my sister is like married with children. And I'm just like, I'm like kooky, crazy Aunt Maddie just coming in being like, ah all right, I'm tired. I'm going to go. I think like we're all going to feel like babies until life forces us to not. So I'm hanging on to that for dear fucking life. I want to feel like a baby forever. I'm a baby that pays my bills. I'm a baby that does my taxes, but I am a baby. Yeah.
0: I'm glad that you said that because now I'm like, maybe I need to just enjoy where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah. Crazy concept. (laughs) Whoever heard of something like that? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the idea with your Saturn return is that you are leaving your childhood and entering your adulthood. No, thank you. By the time you're done with it, everything about your life looks different. Mm -hmm. Of course, things are going to be different. Of course, there are going to be big changes. Mm -hmm. But just the idea of it, Mm -hmm. it it made me think about all of the changes that I want to make. Yeah. And kind of put me in the mindset of like, oh, my God, this is the time. Are like, oh my God, it's my Saturn return. All of this stuff is coming. It's coming and I need to make the
1: most of it. And if I don't make the most of it, then I'm losing my chance to change my life. You know, that's, that's a slightly darker side of astrology, isn't it? You have so much time to do these things and it doesn't need to happen right now, but yeah, um, Saturn needs you to, so you gotta do it, babe. One thing I hate about <laughs> me is that I put a lot of pressure on myself. Oh, pressure on
0: herself for writing it down. Gorgeous.
1: <laughs> All right, did you want to say anything else about Saturn return?
0: No, yeah, I think that's it. Just my my Saturn return made me spiral, as I tend to do. <laughs> yeah, she's a spiraler. She's a spiral girl. I was gonna say there are so many things that I am spiraling about at any given moment that
1: I really could have gone with anything, but that's one of the big ones. Sim, I want to <laughs> say you do a good job of concealing your spiraling. You don't come across as if you're going through something difficult. Like, you're so silly and, like, I am shocked to hear how often you spiral. You're very brave. You don't let it show very much.
0: Maddie, that is really nice to hear and means a lot to me because I'm afraid that I just go around the world at all times being, like, (laughs) I'm having the worst day of my life
1: every moment. Yeah. You don't just, like, sit in the corner and sulk, like, I would expect someone to who is constantly going through strife. (laughs) (laughs) And I admire you for that. I applaud you for that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Sam, if you could have any skill that you don't currently have, what would you choose? Um, This is an
0: annoying answer, but I would choose coding.
1: <laughs> God, we need more women in STEM or just less men. We need more women in
0: STEM. And I, fans of the pod might already be aware that I do work in tech right now, mm-hmm. but I don't work in a coding capacity. Any other skill that I would want to have, I would be like, yeah, I'll learn that. I'll practice it. I'll do it. And that's what I've done. Not to toot my own horn, but that's what I've done for a lot of my life, like teaching myself um, how to play guitar or like taking my voice lessons, like being like, if I want to do something, I'll just give it a try and see what I can do. Yeah. But for coding, I know that I am just never – going to be willing to put in the work that is needed to become good at coding you're never
1: gonna go to one of those boot camps i'm never gonna become a boot camp girly she's not a boot camp girly cadet kelly no thank you cadet kelly no thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: cadet kelly the most famous woman coder the most famous coder Um, And this is something that I had to be really honest with myself about and be like, is this a career path that I am interested in pursuing? And the answer to that is no, I have other things
1: that I care about more. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny how MySpace was basically coding boot camp, but we were all so good at it. Everybody was coding. Every young teen was coding for a while.
0: MySpace and Neopets raised a whole generation of pseudo coders.
1: Sam, as the smartest girl I know, I have one more question for you. Actually, I have a couple more questions for you, but I have another question for you. It's time for us to talk about your podcast. And my first question for you is, uh, what made you want to start this podcast, buddy? I first got the
0: idea for this podcast from listening to a podcast with a comedian that I really love, Mary Beth Barone. She said she wants to start a podcast where she just brings on people she knows and tells them things that she doesn't like about them. (laughs) then one day I was thinking, like, honestly, it would be pretty cool if there was a podcast where we just talked about things that we don't like about ourselves.
1: Yeah. The other version is literally 10 things I hate about you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they already did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And uh, the more that I thought about it, the more that I really felt like this was an idea that I vibed with. hmm in the past year or so, I've had to really come to terms with the idea that maybe I, like, struggle really bad with liking myself or, like, like hating yourself, being really hard on yourself, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, earlier I was talking about having a really hard time taking care of myself. And part of the reason why I, like, put a lot of pressure on myself and, like, beat myself up so bad about it is because I'm, like – Nobody else struggles as bad with this. Mm-hmm. Everybody else knows how to take care of themselves. Why can't you? Yeah. That's like the internal monologue that I always get. Yeah. Or like nobody else is late to
1: work every day. Why can't you show up on time? Yeah. Nobody else is five feet tall. What's your freaking <laughs> problem? <laughs> you know, and I feel like it's not until you share those things that you could find out that other people really do feel that way. Exactly. Yeah. Like there
0: are, there are some problems that like. There are some things that I don't even really want to talk about on this podcast yet Mm -hmm. because there are things that I have like had a lot of like pretty deep shame about Mm -hmm. with things that I do and have struggled with. But I recently became really close friends with somebody. You know when you're like getting to know somebody and you start to become close and you start to share like little nuggets of your life with each other like one by one. Yeah. The more that we share with each other, the more that we have realized we struggle with exactly the same things Aww. in exactly the same way for exactly the same reasons. Wow. And that really made me feel better to know that I'm not just like a freak that can't do anything. Yeah, just having a little
1: camaraderie.
0: Yeah, and um, and it, it's honestly been really fun um, hearing what other people have to say about what they don't like about
1: themselves. Yeah, yeah. Is that um, – so my second question is – What surprised you most since starting the podcast?
0: It is something that has really surprised me. I know that we've only – I've only had two guests Mm -hmm. on. This is only our third episode. But for both of those people, the things that they have talked about are things that, like, I had no idea they struggled with. Yeah. Which, like, we kind of touched on this earlier when you said that you didn't realize how much I spiral. Mm -hmm. I feel like my problems are, like, so visible Mm -hmm. and just out there for everybody to see. But it's always funny to kind of be reminded like nobody – Not just nobody is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you, but nobody can see the things that you're struggling with
1: a lot of the time or that you're self-conscious about. Yeah. Like you think it's all over your face, but it's like, it's not written all over your face. It is buried deep down there and nobody can see it. (laughs) And that's like, that's also part of the damning thing too, right? Is where like, if you're really struggling, but you're laughing and smiling, people don't know to ask you if like everything's okay. And that's why you have to readily share this information with people that you trust because there is no other way to do it. Yeah, and then like... And 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 therapy. And therapy is also good. Therapy. Plugging therapy. When can we get therapy on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> you can borrow my psychiatrist. Dr. Mrs. Therapy. Dr. Mrs. Therapy. Yeah, the doctor was a woman. <laughs> Everyone's so shocked. The doctor was a woman the whole time. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, and then the other thing that has surprised me is... I do a dramatic reading of everybody's list of 10 things that they don't like about themselves. Yeah. And then afterwards, I ask them, how do you feel about it? Mm -hmm. And again, we've only had two guests. But both times they've been like, you know what? That's not that bad. Yeah. I actually feel pretty good that these are the things that I struggle with because I am working on changing the things that I have control over. And then like the things that I don't have control over are really not that bad. And then when I hear like all of these 10 things in a row – I'm less overwhelmed because like the
1: list just doesn't sound that bad all in a row. It's like, oh, these are just some things. And you would think the opposite, right? Like if you didn't, if you hadn't written it down, you would think the opposite. You're like, oh my God, confronted with that list, it would be the worst possible thing.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like I think something that I've recently uncovered is how much it helps to get things out of your head, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, you know, onto a podcast or like onto paper for journaling. And, you know, you hear all the time like journaling is so helpful, Mm. but What I have realized is for people like me who love to spiral and who love to have just like those, you know, negative thoughts, Mm -hmm. when you keep everything in your head, that's where the spiral happens. That's where everything tornadoes. Yeah, that's where it lives. And that's how you get into those like circles of thinking where it's like. This is something I hate about myself. This is the other thing that I do all the time. This is the other thing that goes along with that. And this is why I'll never be able to do this. And this is why I'll never be able to do this. It's just way too easy mm-hmm. for everything to keep going. And you forget about the good things.
1: Yeah. It all lives in your brain. And that's where your bad ideas are. And that's where they cook. And that's where they fester. And really the only way to fe- like fix that is to say them out loud to somebody you trust, whether it's a close friend or a family member or a therapist. I really do think that everybody should be in therapy. Everybody.
0: Yeah. Everybody should be in therapy. A few years ago I was talking to my cousin and I like let it slip that I go to therapy. Oh god. And she was like, Sam, what do you go to therapy for? What do you talk about? And I'm like, why wouldn't I be in therapy? I'm normal. Yeah. Why are
1: you not in therapy? Why sorry you're <laughs> numb to the world. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm not a big I'm not a big sharer with my family either. Except for my sister. She can know everything. And she will be listening to this. Hi, Donna. I don't share with my family a lot. They don't need to know. Not everybody needs to know everything. Only the people I want to tell. Yeah, only the people you want to tell and only the people that you
0: know they're going to, you know, receive what you have to say. Yeah.
1: And not just be like, have you thought about not thinking that? Yeah. (laughs) Have you thought about meditating? (laughs) My next question is, in the description for 10 Things I Hate About Me, your podcast, Sam you say that you are a quote lifelong expert at hating yourself unquote <laughs> would you care to, would you care to elaborate on that a little bit what
0: does that mean it feels like a really embarrassing thing to admit mm-hmm. because i feel
1: like when i say that i like hate myself everybody is like <laughs> okay or the opposite reaction is like oh my god i'm so worried about you you know do i have to call 911
0: yeah, you know, that's the other thing that has surprised me about the podcast. People think that it's a lot darker than it is. Yeah, it's silly. People react either one of two ways. They're like, oh my god, no, I don't want to think about things that I hate about myself. <laughs> or they'll be like, yeah, I can come up with 10 things really fast.
1: <laughs> buddy, buddy, it is silly to hate yourself. And it's funny too.
0: <laughs> but yeah, lifelong expert at hating myself. I really do think that this is true about me. And, and this makes me sad to admit, but like, I didn't know for a really long time. But I have struggled with my mental health for so long. Mm. I know the event that did it. Oh. It was nine eleven. <laughs> god, I miss nine twelve. Yeah, and that sounds like a joke, but really, that um, it was
1: really nine eleven. This isn't a bit.
0: This isn't a bit. Um. Oh my god. In third grade, which is the grade level that I was mm-hmm. when that happened, I like had so much trouble sleeping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't eating my lunches like i i would get in trouble at school for skipping my lunches cuz i was just like i don't want to eat and then i i i got eczema for the first time in my life you're allergic to 911 i was allergic to 911 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um all the doctors were like yeah we don't know why she has it um maybe she should stop taking hot showers mm. i wasn't taking hot showers um she should probably just like stop scratching But yeah, one of the doctors was like, maybe she's just not washing the toothpaste off when she brushes her teeth. And I would be like, mom, do I look like I'm foaming at the mouth when I brush my teeth? Do I look like a rabbit dog? I would get really upset because I would be like, I feel like all of these doctors just think that I'm a little eight-year-old idiot who can't can't take care of herself. Hello. And I was like, I can take care of myself. I'm an eight-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I had really bad anxiety. That's where it all started. Mm-hmm. It, and it really all just spiraled from there. Like was a was a perfectionist as a child, learned that the only way that I could get validation was from being perfect. Mm-hmm. If people had just laughed at my jokes as a kid, yeah, this God. could have gone a lot differently, but I Ugh. but it was very much like sam you're not funny, stop it vibes when I was a kid.
1: God, it is hard to be a silly little clown in a in an environment that doesn't want a silly little clown. I wanted to be a silly little clown so bad, but nobody
0: Nobody wanted that for me. You're my
1: a little clown now. Thank you. Um,
0: yeah. And then when I went to college, it was, again, the same thing that we talked about. Like, I, it was the kind of thing where it's like you're either really busy and you have a lot going on and you don't have to think about what's going on inside your head or you don't have anything going on and you feel really worthless. Yeah. And that's when you start to spiral. And one thing that I forget all the time is that I almost did not graduate
1: really because
0: i was yeah <laughs> the third to almost not graduating pipeline <laughs> oh god <laughs> brutal i stopped going to class my uh junior year of college mm-hmm. and i ended that year on academic probation <laughs> sam i ended my freshman year on academic probation yeah good stuff
1: <laughs> it's so so easy to do badly at college god it's so easy <laughs>
0: It really is. Um, so shout out to all the academic probation girlies Hello. out there. We see you. We We're see one of you. you. We love you. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much how my my entire life has gone. Yeah. Um, either I'm doing stuff and I feel good or I'm not doing anything and I feel bad. Yeah. And I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to succeed. And one thing that I'm really hard on myself about um, is that I like feel like I have like squandered time. hmm like the last 10 years of my life looking back on it and being like what the fuck was I doing yeah and like getting upset with myself for not being closer to my dreams mm-hmm. even though that's not really you know how it's gone
1: I feel like I'm like so far away from this question I'm getting it a lifelong expert at hating yourself just to sum it up it all started on 9-11 yeah life for me personally would have <laughs> been a lot better without 9-11 yeah buddy god uh it, w- it would be better for all of us.
0: Yeah, I I might have to cut that. I don't know if I want my platform to be. <laughs> 9/11 ruined my life <laughs> as as an eight year old girl in New Hampshire. As an
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy to know. <laughs> all right, Sam. This is the last question in the Q and A section, and it's it's a doozy. Okay. <laughs> what the heck is next for you, Maddie? Thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, Something
0: about this podcast that I've really enjoyed Is that I feel like it has woken me up creatively Before the pandemic I was getting really into comedy um, And doing it like a lot more frequently mm-hmm. um, The weekend before quarantine The weekend before quarantine I had three shows booked I was getting booked more than I ever had I really had some momentum going mm-hmm. And then it all crashed When everything stopped Naturally Yeah and, like, other comedians, um, a lot of people just did, like, Zoom mics and stuff like that or, like, video projects and stuff like that. But I didn't do any of that, which is, you know, kind of something that I regret. But, like, who could have known that it would have gone this way or for as long as it did, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, like, lost a lot of momentum. And for a long time, I was, like, scared that I wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. Um, but I feel like ever since I got the idea for this podcast and started thinking about it more and started preparing for it... It has really woken me up. I have some sketch projects. Yeah, Um, I think that Maddie is going to be involved in one of them, which I'm really excited about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, more sketches, more collaborating with people. Mm. And, you know, hopefully more shows come with this. Um, One thing that I'm really excited about is in May... I am working on an Asian-American comedy showcase variety type of show. Wow. No details yet on when it's going to be or where it will be. Um, hopefully we can release that soon. This is one of the shows that I was working on before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool that, you know, three years later, it's like, okay, let's have a second shot. At it's things. like riding a bike, baby. <laughs> yeah. so, so those are the things that I'm excited about. Yeah. Just being able to... Do stuff again. Just
1: what's next for me? Doing stuff. Doing stuff. Sam's gonna be doing stuff. So everybody keep your eyes peeled. You're not gonna be able to keep up. You're gonna be like, Sam, stop. There's too much stuff. Samantha Stokes, more like Samantha Stuff. God. Sometimes you say stuff that's like, just so it that I need to take a second. And this podcast. This podcast is just starting. This is also what's next for you. Yeah,
0: I I am so excited. I never thought that I was going to be a podcast girly, but when I got
1: this idea, I was like, no, this is it. I have to do this. Yeah, and it's cool. And you've already had like – you you have so many friends in this sphere that makes so much sense to bring on here. And I really genuinely want to learn yeah. all of these things about all of them. Yeah.
0: It's cool not just like getting back into doing stuff. I keep saying doing stuff creative stuff and comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. And not just that but like doing something that you're really proud of.
1: Yeah. And also like remembering what a community you had cuz I know a big part of it was the community at the the comedy theater where you worked and
0: honestly I'm so sure that this is part of why I stopped doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um good good was like my comedy home. That's yeah. the only place where I ever wanted to perform. That's where I met everybody that I did stuff with. So when it was gone, it was like, where else are we doing this? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I still don't really know. Yeah. The environment that I was used to is just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're totally right. It's a reminder that like the community is there if you find it, even if it looks and feels different.
1: Oh, that's really beautiful. (laughs) All right, Sam. I think we're I think that was ending on like a, a beautiful little note. that's se- <laughs> that segment ended on a beautiful little note. I feel uplifted. I'm feeling good. And we are approaching the end of the podcast. And right now, we only have four things that you hate about yourself and that's not the name of the game the name is 10 so you know what that means it's time for a speed round wow we really did that at the same time (laughs) we're all synced up (laughs) um so i am going to pressure and bully you into coming up with the rest of your list and hold you at gunpoint (laughs) don't say fly my mom will call the police (laughs) And uh, once we reach 10 things, I'll do a dramatic reading of the entire list. Sounds great, Maddie. (laughs) So number five, what's one thing you hate about yourself, Samantha?
0: Okay. um, One thing that I hate about myself is that I am obsessed with my cat. She's obsessed with her cat (laughs) and it's a problem, folks. I really get worried that people are
1: like, Sam's entire personality is her cat. You know, you you do leave hangs. To make sure that Simba is fed. That's really funny. I literally do.
0: Every time I leave your house, I say, I got to go see Simba. I got to go see Simba. (laughs) (laughs) I got
1: to go see what that little guy's up to. I really do. Somebody's got to be obsessed with Simba. If you don't do it, nobody will. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So being obsessed with your cat. All right, Sam. Number six. What's another thing you hate about yourself? Please. Feed us.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, Another thing that I hate about myself is... I hate that I love reading self-help books.
1: Oh. That is
0: something I get so embarrassed about. Like I have my books on my bookshelf and Simba's bed is in front of the bookshelf and sometimes I'll like take pictures of him on the bed because he's like being so cute and I'll be like um and then I look at the picture and I'm like I can't post this anywhere because you can see all of my self-help
1: books in the background yeah I'm gonna out myself as a self-help girly what kind of self-help books are you reading I am genuinely very curious about
0: that I literally have so many I have all the big names um I've got some Brene Brown I've got Atomic Habits and do you find them to be helpful or you just like them Sometimes when you read a lot of self-help, mm. it all starts to sound the same, mm. and it all kind of feels like the same advice. Like, go to bed, drink your water, do your meditation, do your journaling, practice gratitude, ba ba. Mm. And I feel like sometimes all it really takes is a different way to think about something, a different way to internalize something. Mm-hmm a different way of
1: understanding why it would be valuable for you. That's really nice. I mean, I feel like that's why a lot of people do therapy and probably also turn to self-help books is to get those tools. If you can get it in a self-help book and not have to pay a million dollars for therapy, that's cool too.
0: I'm going to be paying a million dollars for both self-help and therapy for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping the industry running. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes when I spend a lot of money on something, I'll be like, it's okay,
1: I'm contributing to the economy. Yeah, I'm the lifeblood of this economy. Okay, so she loves reading self help books. So, number seven, what's the seventh thing you hate about yourself, buddy?
0: This is going to probably surprise people. I hate the sound of my voice.
1: No. I always have. I have always had a really hard time liking my voice. I feel like every time you've told me something you don't like about yourself, I'm like, shut up. I don't know, I'm asking you. (laughs) Um, but I, I get that. I, th- I feel like a lot, a lot of people could relate to that. I like I, I don't like hearing myself sing or anything and recording. And as an artist and as somebody who is constantly recorded, I imagine that you are bombarded with your voice all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's one thing to not like
0: the sound of your voice because it's just not – it just doesn't match what you hear in your head. But for me, really the bigger thing that I don't like about my voice is that I, I have a little lisp that I'm a little bit self-conscious about. I think one of God's greatest tricks is giving me the name Samantha Stokes <laughs> and giving me a lisp. I really don't hear it. You know, thank you. Because sometimes I get scared that it is all people here. Mm-hmm. You know, I said earlier I never thought of myself as a podcast girly. Yeah. Part of it for sure was I don't think that I would host a good podcast because I have a lisp. Yeah. Which is like now that I'm doing it, I'm like, girly, relax. You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but it is something that I have always been self conscious about, especially when I like when I'm singing or when I'm like when I'm seeing a video of myself yeah. and I see the way that my tongue moves against my teeth. I'm like, <laughs> there's something off about yeah. you. How do people stand <laughs> to look at me? Yeah, I, I look at a video of myself talking and I'm like Uncanny Valley. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, she's trying so hard to be human. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but but
0: um, yeah. So that's something that I have always tried to uh been trying to
1: improve my relationship with and i have my ups and downs yeah you're very good as a podcast host it's it's nice and it's comforting to listen to and i don't notice a lisp and if anybody else does i'll fucking fight you thank you for saying that thank you for defending me Mm -hmm. defending my honor well i'm big and you're small so somebody's got to do it (laughs) all right sam we're on number eight um yeah i i feel like we already
0: touched on this Mm -hmm. but i think it needs to be said it goes hand in hand with I put a lot of pressure on myself. I hate that I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when most people think about like being a perfectionist, they think about like you're in a job interview and you're like, oh, one of my weaknesses is that I'm a perfectionist. I just like have to do everything correctly. Yeah. But that's not really the downfall of being a perfectionist. It's like I feel like I cannot start anything until the conditions are perfect. Mm -hmm. Until I feel like I can do a perfect job, or if somebody is like, "Hey, I want to work on this project. I want it to go X Y Z way," and I don't like that, I'll be like, "I don't know if we can do that." Yeah,
1: the you're the unhireable perfectionist. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) but yeah, um, yeah, I hate that I'm a perfectionist. Okay, so that's number eight. We're at number nine. What's the ninth thing you hate about yourself? I hate that I cry a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I cry at like the drop of a hat and a lot of the time I don't even know why. Mm -hmm. I've just always been like this. I've always been like a very emotional kid. The only thing that has really remotely been able to explain it to me is the fact that astrologically I am a cancer. Famously a cancer. I am famously a cancer and cancers are known for being sensitive little crybabies. Mm -hmm. When I learned that, I was like, yeah, that's me.
1: You know, do you think that uh you had a later in life mental health issue diagnosis because you were a cryy kid? Like did your parents not take you seriously and were like like she's just a cry baby, she's just sensitive?
0: You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I and I don't want to throw my parents under the bus, but I think that mental health is just something that was never going to be talked about in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it really should have been. Yeah. I just think now like if I was a parent, and I knew that my kid wasn't sleeping, mm-hmm. wasn't eating at, at school, was crying all the time, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> was getting eczema. Maybe the eczema would have been a stretch because I didn't realize for a long time that that can come as a result of stress. Well, you were also really young. You, you shouldn't have been the one figuring that out. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I was <laughs> I was 8 years old. I was not a doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put that I wouldn't put that on your shoulders.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, when I think about all of that, I'm like, yeah, maybe somebody should have been like, is she okay? Yeah. And and honestly, it's not just my parents. It's like, you know, teachers, friends' parents, like I think it was pretty clear back then that I was like a very Anxious, stressed out child, yeah. who needed who needed help, but back then that
1: was just not the conversation that was happening. So. yeah and back and by back then, you mean like 20 years ago, which is not <laughs> long enough ago i
0: I think that we've come a long way in terms of mental health. we have, we have. um sometimes <laughs> this is a joke, don't write it down, but one thing I hate about me is that I'm not gen Z. I'm writing it down. It's Actually, late. you know what? Write it down. <laughs> Write it down because it's freaking true. I hate that I'm not Gen Z. You want that to be your, your ultimate? I want that to be my number 10. Okay. I hate that I'm not Gen Z. <laughs> you know, Maddie, I just feel like I was ahead of my time. Oh, God. A sensitive little baby. You know how people will be like, oh, I was born in the wrong – I might have already freaking said this on the podcast, but you know how <laughs> people are like, I was born in the wrong decade yeah. and they're talking about like the 50s yeah. where they're like milkshakes and they're going to the diner mm-hmm. and doing the sock hop. Yeah. I feel that way about I I wish I was a Gen Z kid. I feel like if I had been born just a little bit later, yeah, um, I would have – been able to do a little bit better and be a little bit more understood and get the help that I needed. You would have thrived as a Gen Z. Even just being like three years younger, Mm -hmm. I think I could have, you know, done a little bit better.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, Sam. I do believe we have 10 items on this list. And I think (laughs) it's about time for me to read you your list of 10 things that you hate about you. I'm ready, girl. All right. Buckle up. Number one, I hate that I have a really hard time taking care of myself. Number two, I hate that I am constantly hurting myself. Number three, (laughs) I hate that I am short and a child. (laughs) Number four, it's true. Number four, I hate that I put a lot of pressure on myself. Number five, I hate that I am obsessed with my cat. (laughs) Number six, I hate that I love self-help books. Number seven, I hate the sound of my voice. Number eight, I hate that I'm a perfectionist. Number nine, I hate that I cry a lot. And number (laughs) 10, I hate that I'm not Gen Z. We did it. I'm
0: surprised I'm not crying right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to take in at once. How do you feel <laughs> after hearing your 10 things that you hate about yourself all in a row? I feel pretty good.
0: I I hear this list mm-hmm. and I think to myself, like, people like that I'd love to talk about my cat. Mm-hmm. People like that I am interested in bettering myself people like that
1: i am sensitive and emotional like stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. i certainly like those things about you they add to the the quirky college sam that i know and love thank you (laughs) so yeah i hear i hear that list and i'm like yeah that's me that's nice i i stand by it (laughs) well i'm glad to hear that it didn't shatter you emotionally I, i i was shattered emotionally a long time ago all right sam i think it's time to move on to our final friggin segment So what do you want me to do about that? (laughs) (laughs) Where we assign you homework for the upcoming week, and that can be any task that can help you feel good and hate yourself a little less. First, let's start off with asking, how did last week's homework go for you? So last week, our beautiful, amazing, funny guest, Owen
0: Harrelson... Mm -hmm. Um, His homework for me was to drink a hot drink and really inhale, breathe it all in. Just take the time to really enjoy it and uh, make it like a sensory thing. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I did that with a a cup of hot peppermint tea. Ooh, a little spice, a little mint, a little yum. Yeah, peppermint tea, very spicy. Spicy, too hot. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really nice. I... It was one of those things where I'm like, wow, I really don't drink enough tea. This is a simple life pleasure that I could be doing more of. And like I said,
1: I love life's simple pleasures. So Yeah, she sure does, baby. (laughs) Uh, That's also like a peppermint tea is nice because it's like – you're drinking it in and breathing it in. You're also smelling it. It's like an aromatherapy diffuser. It really was. So I think
0: I, I think it was great homework, and I think that I uh, knocked it out of the park by picking
1: peppermint tea. <laughs> Buddy, it's Christmas time all year round for Sam. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So what do you think your homework should be for this coming week, Samantha? Um, so I have two things mm-hmm. um, that I am going to be
0: doing, and I encourage anybody else to do it as well. I'll do it because I'm here. (laughs) The first one is (laughs) simple. And the second one is a little bit of a thinker. But the first one is eat some fancy fruit this week. I feel like fruit, again, is one of life's simple pleasures. Lately, I have been treating myself to like some really nice berries, some Mm. really nice uh, grapes. Mm. Yeah. For anybody who has the same struggles with food that I do, getting something Mm. that you really like is a game changer which sounds like it yeah. would be obvious but you know it took me a long time to get there so because i yeah. think i think sometimes it's easy to get stuck in your head about like things that you should like or like i should just like get myself to like meal prepping i should just get myself the cheap fruit and enjoy it and that's how i lived a lot of my life like this is what you're supposed to do so just do it and if you don't like it just figure out how to get yourself used to it build your yeah. discipline but that's not what yeah. works for me so
1: yeah so i'm i'm going i'm going my own way she's reparenting she's redirecting she's readjusting she's rihanna i'm i'm rihanna end of podcast
0: (laughs) and then the other thing that i was going to say is i think that everybody um should think about something new to try this week um whether it's like a hobby or like a fun little skill one thing that i have been doing lately is punch needling This is super cute. I have been loving everything you've been posting about this. And my first attempt was really bad. And my second attempt was a little better. Third attempt was nice. Sometimes you forget that like, oh, when you practice something, you get better at it. Yeah. (laughs) Practice makes perfect, baby. They say it for a reason. That's right. Especially for somebody with like perfectionist tendencies. If I'm not good at something immediately, I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I so bad at this? I hate Mm -hmm. this. I'm so mad. But then it's like, no, baby girl, just stick with it for a little bit and see what happens. You can be perfect at it, just not right now. (laughs) But you could be. But yeah, find something new, try it out, be patient. Mm -hmm. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll find something that you really enjoy. Or maybe you'll try it and say, I don't think this is for me. And then you don't have to do it again. (laughs) Gorgeous.
1: God. (laughs) Um, Okay. So that's your homework for the week. That's yours and everybody's homework for the week. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that's about the end of my hostess ship. (laughs) Maddie, thank you so much for being on the
0: podcast with me today and for being my interviewer. You're you're not only a friend of the pod, you're a bestie of the pod.
1: God, come on. (laughs) Come on. You flatter me. I'm blushing.
0: um maddie do you want to share uh where we can find you on socials or anything
1: like that sure if the people are begging for it screaming for it <laughs> um my instagram is at mudgood. thank you so much maddie love you sam thank I you i love you
0: so much God, I love bye you. bye bye thank you so much for listening to 10 things i hate about me if you're enjoying the podcast please subscribe rate us 5 stars, and leave us a review with one thing you hate about yourself so we can read it on a future episode. Alright, let's get the hell out of here.